1: This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Uh, Jerry Jones, the <laughs> owner who does his show each and every Tuesday on 105.3 The Man in Dallas. Uh, he had a chance to clarify what he said about the job security of his head coach Mike McCarthy and that the media
2: completely twisted his words. This is where he needs to have, he by the way, is the busiest cat in all of Texas. Now, you talking about a one arm paper hanger being busy, he is that, and so the last thing that I want to do is spend any time talking with him about these kinds of things on agreements, extension of agreements, especially when i've got one so that's it and i'm so uh, I've said I couldn't be more pleased with what he's done, and I really mean it he has he has really made a as big a difference from his head coaching vantage point as uh, anybody could from any vantage point in the NFL. He's the big difference this year.
1: Only Jerry Jones can say that Mike McCarthy as a one-armed paper hanger is doing a great job as a coach <laughs> so far for the Dallas Cowboys at the second seed in the NFC. But you have words of wisdom yep. for the Cowboys and Jerry Jones based on what Seattle did today, firing Pete Carroll after 14 years as their head coach.
3: Well, I will say this. Um, I'm, when you look at the Seattle job, I, I think that organization is going to offer Dan Quinn something that he cannot refuse. Okay. On top of him already being there, having success with that organization. So with that being said, and you look at all the coaching vacancies being open right now, Dan Quinn, in my opinion, most likely copy and paste him in Seattle. Yep. So with that being said, I can't help but think about Jerry Jones and, you know, I think Mike Mike McCarthy deserves more credit than Jerry Jones gives him. Absolutely. Because it's hard as hell to go 12-5, and 12-5, 12-5. Right now they had the number two seed. And bearing some kind of catastrophic ending yeah. to their season that's not on Mike McCarthy's hands, I don't see Mike McCarthy being let go of his duties. Now, when you have a guy in Dan Quinn, who a lot of people probably thought was going to be the next Cowboys head coach if that happened, mm-hmm. well, if he's not there – for your, to be your secondary you know, out, right. then what are you going to do then? Because I still don't believe it's going to be Jim Harbaugh. Why? He's an alpha male. I yes. don't think it's going to be Mike Vrabel. Why? Because he's an alpha male. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are going to be able to uh, allow that to work. And I think at times it will be clashing head to head when it comes to guys like that.
1: Yeah, the, the best thing that could have happened for Mike McCarthy and his job security status of the Dallas Cowboys was what Seattle did today. Yeah. Unless they get Taken apart by Seattle excuse, by Green Bay this Sunday in the playoffs, Mike McCarthy is still going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys because Jerry Jones is right. And you're exactly right how Mike McCarthy has done a really good job of this football team because many people thought that was going to go south the way they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. And it hasn't happened. Think about their losses since then. A Philadelphia Eagles game, in which they were the better team, but they had a lot of self-inflicted wounds that cost in that ball game. The Buffalo Bills, Buffalo had beaten a lot of teams that day, yep. the way they were able to run the football. That's not a disgrace, the way that they lost. Just Buffalo put it on them. And the Miami Dolphins have a game-winning drive and a game-winning field goal to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's done a really, really terrific job. And even Jerry Jones has to acknowledge that. But the last thing you need if you're Jerry Jones and your Cowboys team does not win versus Green Bay on Sunday to say we got to go get somebody else because the somebody else that you may want may not want to take on that job and deal with you and have to put up with you when it comes to Jerry Jones. It could have been the best thing, Harry, for Mike McCarthy, this job status if they don't lose to Green Bay on Sunday. The fact that Dan Quinn is going to be the next coach of Seattle after they moved on from Pete Carroll at the 14th season. But I
3: would even say this, Fred. Let's say th- this game this weekend, it's a nail-biter, right? And Mike McCarthy is making all the right cl- calls, and he doesn't have the clock management issues. And the Dallas Cowboys lose a nail-biter because of something crazy and freakish. Mm-hmm. I still don't believe Mike McCarthy should lose his job. But if something catastrophic happens and Mike McCarthy is having the the, yeah. the blemishes that he had two years ago when it came to clock management, right. and he's not putting the players in the best positions to be successful, mm-hmm. and that's a different ball game. But Dan Quinn and the potential of him going to the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll going to a a, a senior advisory role within that organization, that opens up another dimension when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys because you can say you want A, B, C, or D to come in and be your next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but how many people are going to be able to take the the behind-the-scenes stuff when it comes to Jerry Jones?
1: Because Jerry Jones is determined he's going to be the biggest star of the team with the star on their helmet. Unless you're the quarterback Dak Prescott or a guy like Troy Aikman or a personality like Michael Irvin, he's not going to let any coach be on that line the way Jimmy Johnson was. And he ran them out of there the way the Bill Parcells was, and he ran them out of there as well. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio. We mentioned, we got these two teams as number two seeds when nobody saw that coming a month ago, But here we are. Buffalo Bills, the second seed in the AFC. They play the Pittsburgh Steelers at 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday on CBS. Right after that, the Dallas Cowboys, the second seed in the NFC. They play at 4.30 Eastern time on Fox against the Green Bay Packers, part of three games on Sunday. Rams at Lions on NBC at 8 o'clock on that Sunday. The two games on Saturday, Browns at Texas at 4.30 on NBC on Peacock. And a lot of people are not happy about that. At 8 o'clock, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And then Eagles, Buccaneers on Monday, 8.15 Eastern time. That game on ESPN and ABC. In your opinion, Harry Douglas, a man who played in the NFL for 10 years, mm-hmm. out of those two number 2 seeds, which has the best chance to get to the NFC or the AFC AFC championship game?
3: I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that even though we had the Buffalo Bills. I believe they won five games in a row to get to the number two seed in the position that they're in right now. Mm-hmm. But when I look at Dallas and how they're undefeated at home, how the offensive numbers, they've only punted 17 times at home when it comes to uh, uh, 50 scores that they've been able to put up on the board. This team is different when they're playing at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Okay, And that's just point-blank period. Like I said as soon as Dallas got the number two seed – Not that I think that they're going to make the NFC championship game. I expect them to be there. So I'm going to go with Dallas.
1: I'm going to go with – I want to agree with you, but here's why I'm hesitant. (laughs) As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I've heard this before. (laughs) I've seen this before. I've read this book before. Everything's laid out. The path is clear for the Dallas Cowboys. It won't be an easy path because playoff path games never are. But at a certain point, you would think after not being a championship team, being a ringless team since 1996, the same ringless team that has not played an NFC championship game since 1996, you would think at a certain point that they've hung around long enough, 27 years later, (laughs) that might be the case. So I'll side with you. But for a man like me, who has seen the Tony Romo years against the New York Giants, where Patrick Clayton catches the pass, he's still running for the Dallas Cowboys in that game. Or when they had a chance to play the Minnesota Vikings and it looked like they were ill-prepared. Or having coaching decisions backfire, not once but twice in the last couple of years against the San Francisco 49ers. It is a very grudging agreement from me with you when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys having that better chance. And especially on the other side for the Buffalo Bills, because Kansas City's not losing in the Winter Olympics this weekend to the Miami Dolphins.
3: Who who, who would they run up into next in the second round?
1: Buffalo's going to be Pittsburgh. They're a 10-point favorite on Sunday. They're going to run into the big, bad wolf, known as Kansas City, even though the wolf has lost some teeth since last year. (laughs) But they still have those guys and that defense, even though they're going to be playing in Buffalo That's why I'm agreeing with you, but it's a very grudging agreement with Dallas having a better chance of the number two seed to get the NFC championship game compared to the Buffalo Bills as a number two seed getting to the AFC championship game.
3: Yeah, and when you look at the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and here's the thing about when you play in the AFC and I learned this when I went to the Tennessee Titans no. there aren't many domes in that in that conference boss no. so when it comes That's to playoff true. football you gotta be ready for that weather and both of those teams yes they play in cold weather we see Kansas City this weekend it's going to be mm-hmm. negative it's gonna feel like negative 9 because it will be yeah <laughs> so will feel like negative 9 degrees uh-huh. uh, in this matchup that they actually have against the Miami Dolphins they're accustomed to playing in that type of weather. Yeah. So are the Buffalo Bills. But I think when I when I look at Patrick Mahomes going up against Josh Allen for a second time, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and we've seen what happened that first time in Kansas City when the Buffalo Bills were able to win. Right. This It's an opportunity for the Kansas City Chiefs. If both, both of these teams advance, they have an opportunity for what we call get back. And I ain't talking about the get back coach uh, <laughs> from that white line on the sidelines. It's time to get them back for what they did the first time and beating, beating you in the regular season.
1: Only one team that plays in the Dome is in the playoffs right now. The Houston Texans. Yep. The only team. Indianapolis plays in the Dome. The Raiders play in the Dome. The Chargers play in the Dome. The only team that plays in the Dome that made the playoffs in the AFC are the Houston Texans having a home game against the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Now for something completely different on Freddie and Harry. Harry Dougs, Freddie Cohen together on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We're going to bring in the other two of the four horsemen of the show, known as Shannon Penn and Devin King, because this involves them. It involves their football team, the New York Football Giants. Now, their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, and the Giants finally mutually agreed to part ways. That means he is free to sign anywhere else. There are no restrictions, and the Giants would not have to pay him $3 million. Now, people told ESPN on Monday that Martindale wanted to expect to resign, resign, excuse me, from his job. Why? Because the team fired two of his closest assistants. That prompted Wink Martindale to curse out the head coach of the New York Giants and Brian Dable. That's what <laughs> sources told ESPN. <laughs> there are ways to get fired from your job. That's a really good way mm-hmm. to get fired or be let go. If you're Wink Martindale saying, I don't want to be here anymore, you bleepity bleep and you bleepity blap that and bleepity blap that and he's saying that to the head coach. So, Harry Douglas, yep. what have you done that you said to yourself, you know what, I'm getting fired from this job and this is the way I'm going to go about it?
3: Ooh. I won't say it was necessarily be being fired. I remember when I um, mm-hmm. I hurt my, my foot. I had a foot injury. Yeah year before last in, in in the National Football League, or my last year, I can't remember, one of the two. And I felt like I was pushed to go out to practice earlier than I should have. huh. So when I got in a meeting with the general manager and the head coach or whatnot, and the okay. GM asked me, hey, what was wrong? I was like, I felt like I was being pushed back on the football field too early by my coach. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and, my, and my head coach looked at me like, this bastard. <laughs> <laughs> <I
1: said>. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. I
3: can imagine look on their
1: faces they're oh, say, what,
3: "What is he do Wait, Harry's doing what? Harry said what? No, but <laughs> but it was one of those cases, man. I thought I would have I would have been able to come back a lot sooner if I I had just rested it right. and not you know been forced to go out there and practice. And yeah, that that makes sense. I like that. I said, "This is my opportunity to get it out."
1: Okay, what what have you done that said that you said to yourself, "Hmm, I got to get out of this." What can I do to get fired from my job? Let us know at say ESPN 888 729 3776. We all have been at that point. Prime example I'm working at this place called Westchester Modular, and it's one of those dead end jobs working in Wasaic, New York. Mm-hmm. And this one, I'm in between radio jobs. And I said to myself, you know what? I've had enough of this foolishness. What is the one thing I can do that I say, 'You you know what? I'm working in shipping and receiving, I don't want to do this anymore this is not my lot in life. What can I possibly do to make sure I can potentially get canned for this job? I found a way to reroute all the trucks to go to somewhere else. <laughs> and they still didn't fire me. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. The trucks landed. The trucks were not going to Wausauk, New York. One truck went to Pennsylvania. Another truck went to Vermont. Another truck went to another part of Connecticut. And they said, Freddie, what happened? I said, I, you know, I, I didn't do my job properly. I think you guys got to get rid of me. They said, well, let us think about it. They still didn't
3: fire me. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah. we can't really afford to lose <laughs> Freddie, y'all. No, that, I don't think that was it.
1: I, I don't think that was it oh we'll punish it he wants to be fired we're not going to fire him for that you're going to have to really do something else Randy Coleman we're not, we're not going to fire you for that they still didn't fire me as far as that would Devin you got it do you have a firing story Devin came with our producers or are you a goody two shoes like we're not
3: I was going to say I've never been fired I don't plan on it either well does being cut consider as being fired
1: now if you earned your way to be cut that's different did okay. you want to be cut?
3: No, no, no. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to finish thing. my career in Atlanta.
1: There you go. That yeah. That's not the same thing. But I was the to I finally had to leave Westchester Modular where I took a job blockbuster video. That's how tired I was of that job. That I'd rather would have sold video cassette recorders and cassette tapes at blockbuster video. Wow. That's how tired I was of that now job. Now that i don't think
3: about it, Freddie, mm-hmm. besides me being released from the Atlanta Falcons, I, I've yeah. never been fired from a job either.
1: Really? Uh-uh. I've been fired three times in radio. Three times. Mm-hmm. Three times yeah, to I've never fired.
3: been fired from a job.
1: Good for you. Good well, for you. Let me and knock Devin. On wood. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think you have to worry about that here. <laughs> hey. Just
3: a hunch. They would say just when you think you're safe, you're not safe. No, no you're never safe.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you're never safe as far as that goes. But at least I, I, I said, man. I, I said, when I did that, Harris said, man, this going to be today. I walk, I'm my head, hell high. I don't want to be here anymore. And I said. Mother Blanker, I still got
3: to be here tomorrow. Today, I'm leaving all you snitches. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Instead, they said, nah, Freddie, we can't fire you for that. We'll we'll see you later on. I'm like,
3: what? (laughs) I did everything I could. I I would say this about the New York Giants. If they want to kind of keep that same defensive play calling, um, aggressive style. Had, yeah, with Wink, with Wink Martindale, mm-hmm. Greg Williams is a guy that I covered in the XFL that's now the okay. UFL with the D.C. Defenders, and he did a solid job this year, man. Okay, uh, That that defensive unit under his principles, you even had players trying to manipulate their way to play for D.C. because of Greg Williams right. and the things that he he does on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah. I, okay. so I would like to see Greg. I played against him a lot, too.
1: right? Uh, okay.
3: I would like to see him back in the National Football League.
1: Because Wink Martindale said, I have had enough of this bl- blank
3: <laughs>
1: you fired two of my guys and you're cursing at the head coach yeah that's a good way to make sure well they don't keep you
3: and and I would say this those coaches when when they have their guys mm-hmm. they love their guys um, absolutely I know a coach man that that that's say you know what y'all gonna have to let me go because they wanted him to let yeah. go of some of his assistants and and I can respect a guy like that though.
1: I definitely respect a guy like that, but you can't be cursing at the guy helping to pay your salary. Like hey. Wink
3: Martindale did, yes, because he decided say, I, to move on for two assistants. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it before. Okay. All right. With All an assistant right. telling the head, man, really? a piece of, oh, yes, okay. I have. Okay. All right. I am not going to say well, but Please I've don't. seen it with my own eyes. Please
1: don't. Phil in North Carolina, thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry at 888 say espn eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Phil, what is the one thing that you said to yourself, if I do this, oh, yeah, I'm getting fired from my job?
2: Okay, early 20s, 30 years ago, absolutely hated the job. Couldn't quit because my father was friends with the owner. Okay. owner wouldn't fire me no
3: matter what I did, you know. So the one way I knew I could do it and ended up getting fired was one night standing in the owner's door. Oh, <laughs> Phil! Phil, you didn't drop the roof. You didn't set the roof. Phil, you my idol. <laughs> you were not my idol, Phil. Hold
1: on a second. There's so many layers to unpack here with this.
3: Phil said he, he slept with the owner's daughter. What? You know, and, he, and he said one night stood
1: her. I know, exactly. So, so, Phil, she was okay with this or she had no idea?
2: Oh, she had no idea that that's what I was doing, but...
3: You know, once she told her dad, I was out of there. <laughs> I'm surprised
1: you're still alive.
3: I wonder how that conversation goes with the father. Hey, oh Dad, God. you know, um, I decided to do a little something with Phil, a little nastiness with Phil. How, do, how does that conversation even
1: go? That's a great question. With, with her father. How did that information get back to dear old dad to make sure that Phil could no longer be employed?
3: Man, shout out for Phil for jumping off the top ropes. Phil was hanging by the ceiling fan and jumped off the top rope and got fired. Will
1: you stop?
3: Phil, is that you? (laughs) Philip? I told you I know Phil.
1: Philip, Everybody else wouldn't do that. We all said that was Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Robin and Marilyn, what is the one thing that you decided to do? You said to yourself, when and if I do this, this is going to cost me my job.
2: Well, I, I did it a number of times because I wanted to get fired. I would make a delivery to a spot, and when I would leave the place, I would just smoke the tires and put smoke all in the parking lot on <laughs> the pickup truck I was driving. And so finally I get back to the
1: office one day, and the guy said, Look, man, we've had reports of you smoking the tires in the parking lot. we got to let you go. <laughs> that was it.
3: I feel you, Robert. Robert said, We doing donuts, baby. Man, and we're not talking I, about the kind that the officers yeah. eat in the morning time. And for
1: someone who's done that myself, like smoke tires in the parking lot, or like when you peel off from like a stoplight to teach someone a lesson in the car, uh, you can go through tires really quickly. <laughs> and he said he did that like 30-plus times.
3: <laughs> Why do we keep changing the tires on this one vehicle? You know, we're going to have to let we're gonna let Robert go. Oh, my goodness. He's costing us money.
1: He's costing complete money. Keep weighing in. Tell us about the time you tried to get fired and either succeeded or or failed. Phil. You, my idol, I mean, feel yeah, I think that's like the Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> how Phil got fired <laughs> in North Carolina. Tell us about the time you tried to get fired and either it did happen or did not happen. Let us know on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888 729 3776. That's Triple H, say ESPN. And speaking of firings, what does Mike Vrabel being fired by the Tennessee Titans have to do with the team that he used to play for in the NFL? We'll get to that next. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie Harry, hopefully still employed in about five minutes on ESPN Radio and the ESPN
3: app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
1: or that got you fired from your job, like Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator of New York Giants. According to reports told the ESPN, when they got rid of two of his defensive assistants, he cursed out Brian Dable, the Giants head coach in meetings after that happened. 15 minutes away from your calls at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. On what did you do that led you to get fired or you tried to get fired from your job, we'll take your calls in 15 minutes at 888 Seattle moving on from Pete Carroll. Wait till you hear what Harry does and say about how much of Mike Vrabel being fired by Tennessee may have affected the choice that Seattle decided to make regarding moving on from Pete Carroll after 14 years. But Pete Carroll just spoke to the media. He talked about staying with the organization, stepping down as head coach, and how this was a mutual decision.
2: Since our, uh, our last game, um, I had a couple chances to, uh, to talk. and, and uh, First, I shared um, my feelings about, uh, about our team and uh, about the organization and representing the 12s and my intentions of staying with the Hawks, man. And that, um, that was true uh, to the bone. And uh, I want to make sure that that's, that's clear as things have shifted so quickly in, in most people's perspective. Uh, it's been an honor and a thrill to be part of this program. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. And uh, <clears throat> you've watched me love it. <laughs> Following our season-ending meetings uh, with ownership, um, in the planning sessions. It's clear that, uh, and for a variety of reasons, um, we, we have mutually agreed uh, to set a new course and uh, for the club um, to to take on new leadership. And uh, that's just a decision that's been made. And, and uh, um, there's a lot that went into that and a lot that went behind that. And uh, uh, for all my guys, I, I think you know how, how much I probably competed uh, for our perspective and, and our standpoint and, and, and all of that. Well, I, I competed pretty hard to be the coach, um, just so you know, because I just wanted to make sure that I stood up for all of our coaches and the players and the things that we had accomplished, and not, not so that we could be the coach still, but so that we could continue to have a chance to be successful and keep the organization going. That's what I was fighting for. So I, I, in that regard, that was what I was representing in our discussions, and uh, we got, got to a good part, a good, clean spot where it made sense, and, and uh, you know, I went along with, the, with their intentions.
3: I would say to be Pete Carroll's age, 72 I believe he is, Yes, and to always bring the energy, to always allow people to be comfortable with who they are and allow them to be themselves, he's had a tremendous run as a head coach, whether it was at USC as in college and winning national championship there. And having three Heisman Trophy winners, I know Reggie Bush got his thing taken away, but I'm still counting him as a Heisman Trophy winner because after I got done playing games, I was rushing home to watch the USC Trojans play Mm -hmm. and to watch Reggie Bush. So another story for another day. But Mm -hmm. just his energy and how infectious it is and the confidence that he gave his players at all times, man. Like – I don't want that to get lost in any of this decision making of what's going on and the mutual agreement for him to step in a you know yeah. advisory role or whatnot because mm-hmm. people I don't think people understand enough how many places there are where coaches don't allow their players to be themselves where coaches don't bring that energy and it's all about competition with Pete Carroll right and. and right that even trickled down to the meeting room where they had a basketball hoop in there and they did a lot of different friendly competition things to, to show guys to compete to compete to keep those guys engaged every single day. Because it's no different from when you're working a nine-to-five and you're doing it every single day. Sometimes it might get boring. I don't care how much money you're making. So you have to find ways to make things interesting so players can stay engaged, so people can stay engaged as well as coaches. And Pete Carroll, he, he's done that – with Seattle, he's done that when he was with the USC Trojans, and I just think he he, he needs to be remembered mm-hmm. in the right way, not you know not making the playoffs this year because he's done some phenomenal things uh, as the head coach in Seattle. 137 and 89, I believe that's his record. Ten mm-hmm. playoff appearances, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl. You talk about the Legion of Boom. You can't talk about the Legion of Boom you, uh, without talking about Pete Carroll, right. Marshawn Lynch, and what you know. Pete meant to those guys. The coaches that he has, the tree, when you look at Ed Ogeron, Lane Kiffin, Bo Pellini, Steve Sarkeesian, Gus Bradley, Dan Quinn, Jed Fish, who's at Arizona, Robert Sala, Norm Child, a lot of people were able to learn under Pete Carroll that has an opportunity now to showcase what what, what they have on, on the coaching ranking sides of things. So – Uh, he was a culture builder Mm -hmm. and I I felt that way everywhere he went
1: great stuff by Harry Douglas joining me Freddie Cohen and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio it's amazing two guys that without any question players would go to the nth degree to battle for lost their jobs within 24 hours Mike Vrabel yesterday at Tennessee Titans and Pete Carroll the Seattle Seahawks because you heard Pete Carroll he said I fought to keep my job but they had already made up their mind I guarantee you Mike Vrabel fought to keep his job, but the Tennessee Titans had already made up their mind. And this is the essence of why I keep telling people that the NFL is not year by year. It's not game by game. It's second by second. Tennessee and Seattle made these moves with two guys that were not the problem, in my opinion, not the main problem, in my opinion, with their organizations, but they made these moves because they did not want to be caught up and get behind the eight ball in the arms race. And it's not so much about maybe what Tennessee did that affected Seattle. I'll give you a team that really affected these two teams, the New England Patriots. Tennessee and Seattle did not want to be in the same situation that the Patriots are in right now, Bill Belichick. Because if you don't make a decision to move on from a guy, even though Robert Kraft before the season told everybody, anybody was somebody, I'm not putting up with this. And he wasn't talking about losing seasons. He was talking about being irrelevant because that's not something he signed up for, and that's not something he wanted to get used to. And what did the Patriots do? They went out there and went 4-13. and That's why they're having all these meetings, because if he wanted to bring Bill Belichick back, that would have been said already. They would have that meeting on Monday, Bill Belichick coming back for 2024. They're saying they're going to have more meetings because Robert Kraft has made up his mind, and Bill Belichick is trying to keep his job. Pete Carroll said he did the same thing. And Seattle made up their mind. Mike Vrabel probably did the same thing. And Tennessee made up their mind. They do not want to get caught behind everybody else. And they're saying, you know what? Before this really gets worse, I'm going to move on to start over. So I'm not going to be in the same position that the Patriots are now in with Bill Belichick. They know they want to move on from him. But it's very hard to do that after the last four years and the equity that he has to that organization.
3: Well, I think another thing we have to dive into and and really look into, Freddie, you look at the teams that are in the playoffs right now. When you look at the Houston Texans and you have this young, vibrant coach in D'Amico Ryan Mm -hmm. and what he was able to do with their young quarterback... You look at the Miami Dolphins with Mike McDaniel, a young, vib- vibrant coach, and how he instilled the confidence in Tua which in which a lot of people were wondering if he was going to be the guy in Miami before Mike McDaniel got there and they, right. those guys were able to get Tyreek Hill. Then I'll move it along to the Green Bay Packers, another young, vibrant head coach in Matt LaFleur. Even though he's been there for some years, he's still young. He's around my age. And then when you look at the Los Angeles Rams and Sean McVay, who've already won a Super Bowl, and what he's been able to do this season. And who are they playing? They're playing the Detroit Lions. And who do you have there? A young, vibrant coach in Dan Campbell, who was able to do it and get things done. So when you look at all of these things – I think what the NFL is telling us, what these teams are telling us, that hey man, we not everyone doesn't have to necessarily go young, right? But we need more guys that can relate to these players. Not saying Pete Carroll can't, exactly, but Pete Carroll's seventy two years old. Mm-hmm. Pete yep. Carroll's not going what wasn't gonna be there for five to eight more years, right? It, it, it's it comes everything, every great thing comes to an end. But what we're seeing across the National Football League, you look at Kevin O'Connell and the success he was able to have um, the year before uh, last year, Mm -hmm. making the playoffs, another young, vibrant coach. There's a trend that's going around the National Football League. You're still going to have, I'm going to call them granddaddies of them all, you're going to have your older guys. Even Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel's not that old. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? He's not that old. Yeah. But when you look at a Bill Belichick, when you look at a Pete Carroll, and you look across the National Football League, what New England and Robert Kraft is probably saying, that, hey, man, we, we don't want to get caught behind the eight ball because mm. things are changing.
1: Yeah. Mike Vrabel's 48 years of age. He's going to turn 49 later on this year. You got an Artie Smith, not an old coach. And Atlanta Falcons said, nope, more than ever before. In these modern times, Harry, they are not going to wait if they have any kind of sense that they don't believe you can flip this around yep. because they didn't believe that Pete Carroll, even though they had had over 500 records the last couple of years, made the playoffs last year, gave the San Francisco 49ers more than a little bit for three quarters before the 49ers ran away and hit in that ball game and won that playoff game. They were this close getting into the playoffs this year, but the organization looked at it and said, to your point, at 72 years of age, as vibrant as he is, he's still an older coach. Tennessee looked at Mike Vrabel and said, you may not be an old coach, but we don't like the way that this is going. Six and 24, in six and, excuse me, six and 14 in your last 20 games. We don't like the way that this is going. where we looking out our division and we got Houston on the come up, Indianapolis on the come up, and Jacksonville still on the come up, no matter what happened at their collapse in the final part of the year. In these modern times, knee-jerk reactions are going to be part and parcel if your ownership believes you can't flip this around. It happened in Seattle, it happened in Tennessee, and for my money, it's about to happen in New England when it comes to Bill Belichick.
3: Well, you also look at the Washington Commanders, right? And Ron Rivera. That's true. Older guy. He's now out of the door. Now, and when we're not even bringing up the jobs that could potentially still be open, Mm -hmm. when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Are are they going to be able to get out of the first round of the playoffs? When you look at the New Orleans Saints and Dennis Allen, is he going to be able to keep his job? There's still openings that could potentially happen Mm -hmm. before the playoffs and the Super Bowl even get here.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. 24 hours, two prime coaches, two highly regarded coaches, no longer coaching in the NFL. Mike Vrabel fired by Tennessee yesterday. Pete Carroll moving on from Seattle. They told him they want to be an advisor, but not a head coach after 14 years. You're going to hear from the Chicago Bears. They decided to keep their head coach. And many people scratching their head about that. They'll come to an end about 15 minutes on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Duggs. I'm Freddie Coleman. But we mentioned two coaches losing their jobs. What did you do that almost cost you your job or you wanted it to cost you your job. Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Tell us those stories and keep it clean. It's a family program at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. About the time you did something that caused you to get fired, or you wanted it to cause you to get fired. Your calls are next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is how you try to get fired from an NFL job in which you're making $3 million a year. You curse at the head coach. That's what Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator of the New York Giants, did when he fired, meaning Brian Dable, the head coach of the Giants, fired two of his assistants. And in a meeting, he gave him the whole up and down with curse words involved. And the Giants finally decided, we've had enough of this. He was going to get three million million, one one year left in his contract. He said, uh-uh. He was determined to get fired from that job when it comes to Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator of the New York Giants. What did you do that you wanted to get fired or got you fired from your job? These are going to be so good at 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas is already laughing. He has not heard a call yet, but we're going to hear some right now. Bruce in Arizona, what's the one thing that happened that got you fired or you were determined to get fired from your job?
2: How are we doing, guys?
1: We're good, my man. How are you?
2: Great. Years ago, I was in high school. I worked for a national chain that was a shoe store. It was a chain, big chain. And I wanted the weekend off to go camping. And my boss said, no way. Cannot have the weekend off. So I went in in the morning. Camping was at noon. I went in in the morning. And my job was to clean the monkey cage out in the front window where <laughs> all the customers can see this monkey. And... I went in there, I let the monkey loose, he got up into the rafters, into the mall, and gone for a long period of time, and I was gone. What?
3: <laughs> monkey on the loose. Monkey on the loose.
1: As anybody knows, those monkeys are not to be trifled with. Whether they're in a cage or not in a cage, those monkeys are not to be trifled with. That's when you know you want out. When you say, if I let this monkey loose, you know what? that'll do it.
3: I really want to go camping. <laughs> I really want to go camping with Sarah and her friends. <laughs> We're going to let this monkey loose. We
1: don't care about the Blair
3: Witch Project. <laughs> we'll
1: take our chances. Scream has got nothing on us. <laughs> the GOAT in Dallas, what is something that you did that led you to get fired or that you wanted to make sure you got fired? Hey, gentlemen, how are we doing today? We're good, my oh, friend. Well. How are you?
2: I'm well, I'm well, thank you. Now, I've heard all these little cute calls and stuff like
1: that, and that's real cute. But check this out, man. I had a job, and my boss was fine, right? So I end up sleeping with my boss, who was engaged, to the point where she
2: broke off her engagement. After she broke off her engagement, had her take a second mortgage out on her house, give me the money, found out that I had a girlfriend. And 48 hours later, I had to go, man. (laughs) I had to go.
3: Uh. Uh, got the loot i'm out <laughs> you you dirty dog you <laughs> i don't know if the,
1: i don't know if dirty dog just covers that
3: hey you wow. s- you sleaze bag <laughs> like he was a
1: blues musician in town for one night he said
3: you know what i'm taking this opportunity but but shame on her
1: Cheating
3: on her fiance. Well,
1: well, shame on him for cheating on his girlfriend. And
3: they say women
1: don't cheat. What are you talking about? He started it. Well, she accepted it. That,
3: well, that, that's true. You
1: know it I takes, can't deny it that. It takes that's true. two to tangle. Well, you rub two bodies together, something's so going to burn. So they had
3: a little entanglement? That's, that's what he said? <laughs>
1: that, I don't think that was a little
3: entanglement. When you give up the mortgage and
1: your engagement, he that said, goes beyond a little loop. entanglement. Give
3: me the money, honey.
1: <laughs> like an old blues song. I saw my boss's wife the other day, and I had to make sure we had a roll in the hay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Look, he did say, too, when he was on the phone, and he was like, Yeah, I know it was wrong, but I had one hell of a Christmas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're having a Christmas time? Wow.
1: That was oh, he- that one was in therapy because of him right now. He
3: played her for that moolah.
1: Yes, he did. Well, Give it to the yeah, yeah, He's a bad man. Jesse in New Mexico, what's the one thing you did that you wanted to get fired from your job or that got you fired from your job?
3: Hey guys, first up, love the show. Harry, you cracked me up and Freddie. If I can't get Morgan Freeman to read my eulogy, you're a close second, man. (laughs) You're smooth.
1: Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for that.
2: (laughs) So I always worked at ranches and construction. When I was 16, we moved into town, and I got a job as a busboy cleaning tables.
3: They let us have uh, all the fountain drinks we wanted. After about a week, I hated the job. I started filling my fountain drink up with draft beer, and all of a sudden, it's a fun job,
2: a lot of fun. (laughs) But we all put our names on our cups. The okay. problem was there was a young female whose name was also Jesse, and she took a drink of the wrong cup,
3: and that, that kind of ended my fun bus <laughs> job, boy. Dang, <laughs> wow. Jesse, giving
1: liquor to the miners. Not for nothing. I'm not <laughs> advocating that, but A plus for creativity. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I'm not trying. I mean, I don't want to be spiking people's drinks or anything, but when you're young well, and full of shaving did, cream. not do it purposely. That's it, what I'm saying. It yeah. was his name on the cup. Right. Creativity Say, you know, how can we get our drink on at work?
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Root beer, nah. Regular beer, yes. Man, they would never let us have a shot or two while we're doing this show. It might be even more more fun. Dude, too.
1: Does this show really need to be on alcohol?
3: Oh, it'll probably be a it'll be a lot more fun. Let's too.
1: consider the participants we're talking about here. <laughs> when it comes to the four horsemen, that is me, Freddie Coleman, you Harry Douglas, Shannon Penn, and Devin Kenop Devin Kane, our producers. Do we really need to insert and mix alcohol with the Four Horsemen?
3: I'm going to ask the boss, can we get that approved for just one time on a love Friday? Can you imagine that on a love Friday? Some Casamigos? Oh, my God. I want that Don Julio 1942 on the rocks.
1: I'll say this right now. If you three fools want to get fired, you go right ahead.
2: <laughs>
1: I said I got to get it approved first. I got to get it approved
3: from the boss first. I waited
1: 19 years to get this slot. If you three fools want to get fired, you go right ahead. You know what they say. What they don't know won't hurt. That's fine. It's going to go from the four horsemen to the solo jockey. You three fools can go right ahead when it comes to that. Well, Matt Eberflus did not lose his job as Bears head coach. Wait until you hear what his boss had to say about why he decided not to fire him. This is Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.